0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, calling in for the third and final time from the PHNX studios. Y'all have to give me back. Joining me, my tag team partner, at cap underscore caveman on Twitter, Derek Montia. What's up, buddy?
1: That made me sad. That made me sad. That part made me sad. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm still happy. I'm still, spirits are still high. Uh, Things don't look great for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I mean, I just need people to hang... And not hang their heads and hold their heads high, uh, regardless of the outcome of this series, because this still is something incredibly, incredibly impressive that this team has done. Yeah, D
0: backs still alive. No, no hiding now that I'm I'm here in Phoenix. Mm. Before before this, we we tried to plenty plenty of different ways, but no, 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 not the case. This is a sore subject that I'm gonna unfortunately have to bring up to you, Derek, and sure. uh, our super producer, aka Father Overlord Jacob. Uh, it's crazy to think that on this date in 2007. The Rockies had nearly been sitting around for a week to play in the 2007 <laughs> World Series. They still have to wait one more day, October 24th. You're cracking open a can of something already. I'm Y'all ready.
2: still got swept.
0: Okay. That's... that's what I'm supposed to be saying to, yeah. to you, mm. actually. Mm. But what what are your memories from? And again, it's from a Dynamax perspective. I think that's you – know, we, we talk plenty about – you know, Rockies fans discuss what that was like with the sweep. And then, yeah, obviously the, the major disappointment of getting to the world series and, and getting swept by the Boston Red Sox. But from your perspective, what was that experience like, or what was that time like in Arizona?
1: I want to say, uh, obviously it was a disappointment, right? Like the diamondbacks had years of success. Then they, you know, kind of had their worst season, uh, historically in 2004. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they bounced back and here they were in the NLCS. And like, It felt right, but I also think it was the last time that I felt some sort of sense of Hmm. the Diamondbacks belong here and they're back to where they belong, right? I mean, after that, it felt like every team, even the ones that made the playoffs going forward, were kind of like this year's team where they're this gritty underdog that's kind of doing it. in a season maybe that they shouldn't be doing it with a cast of characters that probably shouldn't be, you know, sniffing the world series. But 2007, that was a huge disappointment because I think going up against the Rockies, it felt uh, like it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a good feeling going into it with the way that the Rockies were playing, but you just kind of had this as a Diamondbacks fan, bit of sense of arrogance that like, Oh, this is going to go our way because it's the Rockies and the Rockies have, you know, kind of struggled. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we've always known them to be, and I mean, that's not the case with that year's team, right? It was but. sort
0: of like the Diamondbacks were in the Phillies role, maybe not with the same, you know, payroll yeah. than, no, but no, the Rockies yeah. were the D-backs. Exactly, yeah. yeah,
1: at least going into it as a fan, I mean, I'd feel more like a Phillies fan probably feels in this series going into it, where you feel like you, your team is better and you should win it and then, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was a point after the Diamondbacks tied this up that, that they started to realize like, hey, this isn't no Slouch, well, that was a little different in that series. That happened right away. But, I mean, there there was definitely a sense of disappointment with the team, whereas I don't think I've felt that sense of disappointment when they've been bounced from the playoffs uh, right. since then. You know, 2017, that was a little bit of a disappointment with the way that they just absolutely got rocked would, by the
2: Dodgers. I would argue 18 was more disappointing than oh. 17 in regards to the fact that they were in first all the way up until
1: September. 18, yeah. Yeah, and they built on seventeen, right? Like seventeen was the year where it felt like, all right, we're here now. And then eighteen, yeah, it's the year the Archie Bradley triple.
2: Yeah, yeah. But as the resident ten <laughs> year old in two thousand seven, ah, please go ahead. Um, yeah, how did you feel? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty sad. I, bet. I But I was ten, so like, what am I like? I, obviously, I had not been through a whole lot of that in my lifetime. Like mean, layoff, I did heartbreak. not. I did not, re- I did not remember. And that actually, that year, I went to a ton of games with my dad. Um, we probably went to about 25 games that year. Um, so I remember that pretty well. We went to a couple of the Cubs NLDS games, and then we went to an NLCS game as well. Yeah. And I just remember, like, that was kind of my first, like, wait, it doesn't always end up.
0: You can't always get yeah, it too Like It will like, break your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say that like, obviously, my my memory of that is probably not as vivid as some uh, many people's, but yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing.
0: Yeah, yeah, Rockies fans know a lot about that kind of disappointment mm-hmm. in every which way. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about the game sixes, uh, some some other Rockies news and notes here. Last week, actually, the the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee announced eight new nominees. They'll announce that in the second week of December down at the winter meetings. Who gets in? There four managers, two umpires, two executives. Uh, Hank Peters, Bill White, uh, great, great National League president, Bill White, umpires, Ed Montague, and Joe West. Were you surprised Joe that West. Joe West is in the conversation? I mean, he's got the most games ever umped, you know what I mean? He's he's respected within the game, I think, in a lot of ways and by other umpires, but yeah. was that a surprise to go, he's, he's on the cusp, he's on the doorstep, he's knocking.
1: I mean, I, I think we're going to see guys that we feel that way about, and also it's the longer you are in the league as an umpire, <laughs> the more you're going to be disliked, right? I mean, I, I, I feel like... Kind
0: of, not, not all guys, you know, will finish their career and are are hated. No, that's well.
1: true, that's true. But I think that when you have the career like Joe West does, I mean, of course, you know, his antics at times are very memorable. Uh, he's kind of like Angel Hernandez, where after a while, you just kind of had a bad feeling about this game when he would be umpiring it, right? So like, but those are things that just happen, I think, as a fan, because again, you remember this game in 2004 where he screwed you and you remember this game in 2008 where he blew it and like all this stuff. Right. So it's like the longer an umpire has a chance to, you know, impact you like that as a fan, I think, you know, the, it, it's it's hard to not have a bad reputation. It, as
0: an um. it, it increases the likelihood of the F it highlights. Yeah, right? I
1: mean, I know <laughs> with,
0: with the meek mill music playing, Look. and you just see an ump falling over or calling a guy out, and you're like, he was safe by two steps. Like don't, what?
1: Don't worry, I am getting that ready. You working on it? I'm getting okay. that Garrett Stubbs one together <laughs> for his highlights of him cheering from the dugout. But uh no, I I I I just think that's it. I mean, of course, there's going to be some umpires that have a good reputation because, you know, the, the, they're not, I mean, they're not all, all going to be Pat Hoberg who called, called a <laughs> you know, perfect game that's in the right. World Series or whatever, right? Didn't so. miss a call.
0: No, that's true. Yeah, of the four managers, Lupinella, Davey Johnson, Cito Gaston, and a guy that if you're a listener to the DNVR Rockies podcast, you know we've brought it up plenty, is a former Rocky and maybe the next Rocky to get in the Hall of Fame either with Todd Helton or, or after Todd Helton because he was the only manager for one year. You know, did did kind of quit with three, two more years left on his deal. Kind of had enough of it. Smoking cigarettes at altitude was not really good yeah. for his health. No, or even not. just coaching at altitude can be very frustrating. Uh, that being said, you know, has a really, really great resume. We'll have to break that down uh some point this offseason in the Arizona Fall League. You know, quiet week for prospects. But Sterling Thompson is uh, is the guy that we have an article up at the DNVR.com. Pretty much all about what's at stake this offseason for the Rockies. They've got to make trades. Uh, I specifically cited the Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel trade. It was an old school baseball deal of like, hey, here's some big league pieces for another big league piece. And you've got some depth. We don't. We've got a depth in in an area. You do. You kind of have to make those deals. It can't just be a veteran
1: player for a bunch of prospects. Yeah.
0: So uh, they have to be aggressive on that front.
1: That one was rare, right? I think that's why that one kind of shook up the baseball world a bit. Because honestly, the Blue Jays just had a surplus... Of, of catchers we had yeah. a surplus of outfielders mm-hmm. it made sense perfect match but when you look at like their combined numbers over the season as much as we want to say like man diamondbacks really they really got the they, they really got one over on the blue jays varsh had 20 home runs he had 62 rbi uh he had a 3.8 war and he had he led all of major league baseball with 29 defensive runs saved Right, yeah. so it's like they got they he nearly. go Global Finalists.
0: Yeah, the finalists, finalists his
1: twenty nine defensive runs saved are almost as many as Guriel Moreno's thirty four combined. Right, so like again, you you got a lot of value back um, for what you were looking for. His offensive numbers aren't great; he only had a two twenty two batting average. But Guriel and Moreno together had a two seventy. Right, mm-hmm. so like they uh, the the hall feels much bigger <laughs> because the Diamondbacks got an All Star this year, mm-hmm. and Guriel honestly. Even though even though he plays the position a bit awkwardly at times, you know, a looks bit. like a bit like a baby giraffe out there uh-huh. playing the outfield, right? But he gets the job done. And that's the thing is, is that he actually has an impressive uh, amount of defensive runs saved himself. Uh, I believe he might lead all outfielders for the Diamondbacks.
0: Yeah, he he was kind of like a low-key snub after watching him play a lot uh, throughout the postseason. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe those numbers get our line just a little bit like you they, said. Yeah, I mean, it um, really. But com- yeah, there's a case. There's a case to be made.
1: He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him move on. I've said this a bit, but my the only reason why I say that isn't because he hasn't been a great addition for the Diamondbacks. I just think his value is probably at an all-time high for him personally in his career. Right. And I think the Diamondbacks, due to the fact that we, we've been here watching him play, not to say they don't see the same value, but they know, they know the real story behind all of his numbers, all of his play, and I think some other team is going to end up you know, giving him kind of a king's ransom. To and come they can the and they can even potentially you know put a qualifying offer on him too. If he rejects that, yeah.
0: Diamondbacks are gonna get a draft pick. So Absolutely. Sterling Thompson's been the guy in the Arizona Fall League that if, if he can continue to progress, it could make the Rockies feel comfortable with possibly trading one of their second basemen. And I'll throw Ryan McMahon in that conversation mm-hmm. as a second baseman. And so they say, Yeah, you know what? If we trade Ryan McMahon, then Sterling Thompson can play third base, which is what he did you know, predominantly at the University of Florida. And if if, if you trade a guy like Brendan Rogers Sterling Thompson could fit in there at second base. You also have Adel Amador that can play there. So read more on the article, uh, all about that. Case Williams is another one of those top players to watch down in the Arizona Fall League. We'll talk more on Wednesday about some of the players performing in the winter leagues and and where they're at. Uh, but right now, the Pan American Games are going on, and Brazil is up two nothing, and that's important because Gabriel Barbosa, one of the Rockies minor leaguers, he had a hand. Uh, in fact, had the final two outs, two strikeouts in the eight seven win over Colombia. So nice. You know those winter leagues are incredibly passionate, uh, are. and you're getting the crowds there yeah. that are just unlike anything
1: else, like similar to the World Baseball Classic crowd. I was gonna say much different than the fall league crowd. You get you only yeah. get the diehards out there at the fall league crowd for sure, but yeah, no, the winter leagues are absolutely electric, and it's also just this weird, like again, the fall leagues you're getting competition on your same level essentially, right? right? You're right. getting you're getting minor league ball players out there trying to either. Impress their team, or mostly just work on their skill sets and, and coaching and stuff in live live games, right? But uh, on the flip side, the winter leagues, you could be facing forty uh, plus year old Fernando Rodney in a <laughs> yeah. save situation at the end of the game. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, those
0: rosters are are amazing. Hey,
1: and, and Joey, and... thank you for the. Let's go. Joey says this show best male legs on YouTube Sports. Joey B, uh, I mean, let's go. I mean, it I mean, really are, is. Name are,
0: another show where there are as many male legs.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of games It's on a Gams show. Cast. Yeah. You're
0: right. Gam gam 6, Gam gam 7, you might need to have the thumbnail change. Gam 4 right here. So good. So good. Similar to the taste of Breckenridge Distillery. I mean, our legs don't taste Anyway, moving on. Breckenridge Distillery, the official bourbon, so fast, official bourbon of the Denver Broncos, widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American-style whiskey. We got them at all of our tailgates, all of our watch parties, so many of those coming up here in the next few weeks. They're giving away two tickets for Broncos Chargers. You are going to be up in the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for Chargers Broncos on December 31st. All you got to do, share a photograph on Instagram or Facebook using hashtag BroncosBourbon. And then at the end of the November, boom, they're going to narrow it down to 10 finalists. You could be amongst them. Again, Breckenridge Bourbon, amazing stuff. Official bourbon of the Denver Broncos at all of our tailgates, at all of our watch parties, and in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits at Prey anywhere. And... Speaking of anywhere, you can do Bet365 anywhere and and you can do it in not a ordinary fashion. They don't do ordinary. They believe every sport should be epic. So see for yourself when you sign up today because you get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1 from Bet365. And now, of course, we've got our DNVR custom bets like Nuggets winning the NBA championship Again, Lakers-Nuggets tomorrow at Ball Arena. Champs are back. Only the Warriors in 2017-18 have won back-to-back titles in the last decade. It's crazy that that's only happened once.
1: Not a fan of that idea myself. No, you you, you don't think the Nuggets are going to win? I'm just not a fan of the idea of the Nuggets winning because I am a diehard Suns fan, so... I should probably just leave for this portion of the, of the ad read.
0: <laughs> well, look, either way, get in on Bet365, <laughs> make it epic. Download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $365 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Bet the Bet365 app and uh, download it and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text one 800 gambler Game six last night of the ALCS was another win for the road team. Rangers win 9-2. It was a lot closer to like a 4-2 game until Adolz Garcia, of course, had to get his name. Got to throw his hat in the ring with a grand slam to help make it 9-2. We got a game seven, man. We got a game seven today. Two games today. This is the last time we're going to have two games in a day.
1: I have, a, um, I, I have an idea that maybe the home team should just go stay in a hotel. Uh, in there, in the I have town. heard
0: that being suggested, like I'm for the saying, Astros. Yes, I'm just
1: say, just go stay in a hotel downtown. You guys have the money; just put them up somewhere down there, and like
0: see see if it makes a difference. I don't know. It's sometimes, yeah, you sleep on a, a hotel bed, which has happened to a couple Rockies players in recent memory, and uh, messes your back up just a little bit. But then you end up playing mm-hmm. really well. Sometimes you end up on the DL for the better part or the IL for the better part of 2 years but <laughs> oh God. uh nevertheless uh that that could be a good strategy. Yeah, Road Team has won every game in the series over the weekend in the game 5. You know, we had the whole uh we had the whole incident with Brian Abreu plunking Adolfo Garcia after his little celebration was suspended but still gets to play because that's just how the rules work. Uh that's how the collective bargaining agreement goes. Yeah. Uh he gets suspended a little bench clearing incident. No, no hands were really thrown. But uh, I personally, I, I would have liked to have seen at least a little shoving, a little jer- jersey clutching yeah. between Bochi and Dusty Baker. That oh that would
1: have been God.
0: some musty TV. Yeah, that
1: would have been epic. That would have been pretty good. Uh, I wonder, I wonder which guy would have gotten the last word in there as far as <laughs> yeah. like a clutch, right? Uh, also, we had our own little incident that uh, at least our producer Damon wanted to see a bench clearing uh, happen when Bryce Harper collided with Bry- uh, oh, yeah. uh, Gabriel Moreno at home plate, and I mean. I think I think we've all watched it enough to know you know there wasn't much Bryce could do there, but it wasn't a good look in slow motion. That's for sure. Slow motion no. definitely made that look a lot more evil and intended than I think it actually was. Uh, but yeah, sometimes in the playoffs you need a little you need a little bench clearing. You need a little uh, kerfuffle, if a, you will. And was, he was certainly
2: getting booed in the stadium.
1: Yeah, Garcia.
2: No, 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 no Harper. Uh, oh, yeah, after yeah. after that slide, he was certainly getting booed in the stadium. Yeah, other than yeah. Phillies fans, of course, they were chanting MVP.
0: <laughs> yeah sounds about right. most valuable plower plower that would oh, be yeah, perhaps yeah. Puncher. uh Nathan Puncher. Evaldi continues uh, to just shove in this postseason yeah. uh and and every postseason that he participates in he's now four and oh and uh yeah we're gonna get a game seven today it's gonna be really interesting it's Max Scherzer versus Max Scherzer. Christian Javier I don't know how long we're gonna get Max Scherzer yeah. for he's uh he's yeah he's a little suspect to be honest I mean I I don't know how far along he is down the road from injuries. I think he's just a guy that would just rather just pitch through something than be honest and say, you know what? Maybe John Gray is the better option. Maybe Dane Dunning is uh, who should be getting the ball in in game seven, but it's going to be Scherzer in seven.
1: It's still so frustrating to me. Like, it's not an excuse. It's just a fact that layoffs lead to baseball players struggling. And I mean, at times it doesn't matter what the layoff causes. It doesn't matter if it's, due to scheduling it doesn't matter if it's due to an injury it doesn't matter if it's due to being benched it's really hard to come back to baseball after not playing in actual baseball games and be as good as you were and that's what happened with Max Scherzer right he had time off uh the last start was his first start and he absolutely got rocked i don't know what max scherzer we're going to see but i feel like putting a guy out there just like what happened with Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers after he had his layoff due to the schedule uh, sometimes it's just not the same pitcher, right? And I mean, I right. get it. He's a superstar. He's the guy you would want in this situation, theoretically, by the numbers on paper. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think things look good for uh, the Rangers going tonight. And like you said, they should absolutely have a short short leash uh, for him. Javier has been incredible uh, for the Houston Astros. So. He's two and zero with twelve Ks and one point six nine ERA. Good luck. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
0: I, I don't like it either. Other than the fact that they're on the road, that's so it. That yeah, like going so far to
1: win. in this series, yeah, the Rangers are, have to win. They have to win. That's, that's the way the it math. has to work out.
0: That's it. Oh man, it's uh, it'll be it'll be an exciting one, obviously to say the least. I don't know if we'll see John Gray coming in there. He only was able to pitch one inning in that that previous Scherzer start. So I think they're just viewing him more as a bullpen piece. Uh, maybe he does go two, three innings, but I, I would tend to think. We might not see him here in in Game Seven. Do
1: Rockies fans still root for him? Is he a guy that's still well liked by the fan base? I think a lot of
0: a lot of Rockies fans continue to root for any former really? Rocky, almost almost any. Uh, but yeah, no, John Gray <laughs> is still very much beloved. And you know, there was this chance where they were going to bring him back. He kind of wanted to stay. You know, the Arlington is a little bit closer to his home in Oklahoma yeah. City, so I, I think that was understood. So, yeah, you know, did he did he live up to the hype? Do most prospects don't? Right. Yeah, um. Yeah, so just John Gray on his own, he's still probably he's still a good. Patient. You know, amongst the top five yeah. greatest, maybe on that back end, yeah, he's number five. Sure. He'd Definitely make the case, but uh, it's it, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people like John Gray, and, and he did a lot for the community and whatnot. So
1: I feel like Diamondbacks fans do the same thing. Sure. Until, you do something until, to cause us. Yeah. To not and and if you cause
0: something negative to happen while you're with the team, so there are some relievers. Yeah. Who you know. Rockies fans might not think too much of Nathan in the chat. What's going on, Nate? Uh, Hey, fellas, good to see you. What is your bold prediction today for the games? I mean, maybe it isn't bold, but I I do think that in game seven of the ALCS, Scherzer doesn't get out of the third inning.
1: I don't know how bold that is necessarily. Yeah, that's that's not bold, I think, based on the track record. I, I almost feel like it would be smart because I have a hard time seeing him have a tremendous amount of success, and you can't you can't let them go out there and cost you the game, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, especially here in game seven. But, uh, yeah, my bold prediction is that the home team is finally going to win a game. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> uh, I'm also I, not – I don't have the best prediction when it comes to the Diamondbacks Phillies. <sighs> I want to. I want to.
0: Whenever it feels like they're going to win where you're like, oh, you know, what? I, there's something about this yeah. game.
1: The yeah. matchup is good. They don't win. Merrill Kelly in game two I felt good about. Uh, this is the same matchup: Aaron Nola, Merrill Kelly, and Philadelphia. You feel I bad feel, about it, which is why so
0: your bold prediction should be that the Diamondbacks are going to win. <sighs> I probably should be. It they are. Be. They embrace chaos.
1: It just doesn't. That would be it, the uh, it doesn't make any sense that they would win. So of course <laughs> they're going to win, right? I mean, I kind
0: of think so. I kind of think so. I don't know if their at luck Citizens runs Bank out tonight. Park, but yeah, I think
1: it's there's are chaos the winningest team basically at home in baseball history.
0: Not because they're better, not because Merrill Kelly's gonna like have a no hit kind of performance, but
1: because it doesn't make any
0: sense and they're chaotic. Yeah, they are the Diamondbacks. They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the uh, to the Astros with Jose Altuve, he has a Hall of Fame case right now, and he still has you know a few more years left, uh, at least one year making big money with Houston. Also, I imagine he'll end
1: up staying there. A hilarious meme. Uh, with him yeah. looking at the uh, laptop or the, the flat screen. The iPad. The iPad, yeah. It's, uh... he, earned, he earned some
0: screen time. He earned <laughs> he's, some screen time. He's a good time. kid. He's a good kid. According to uh, Jaws, I know you and I were, were, I think, talking about this uh, the other day. uh, Jacob Jaffe's system for basically evaluating players at different positions to see, you know, what what's their likelihood or where they rank amongst other players all time at their position. Altuve is only 22nd right now. Mm -hmm. Again, he'll move up the chart, but to give you kind of some perspective, he is a little bit behind. Guys like Ian Kinsler and Dustin Pedroia, who you're like, hey, Hall of really good guys. Are, sure. Were they Hall of Famers? Probably not. So he does have some ways to go. He, he probably has to get up to about maybe 15th, where Craig Biggio is at, a Hall of Famer. And I think there's enough time left for him. And he's still basically at his peak or uh, peak-like that I, I think he'll eventually get there. But... If he does, do you think that he will be a first ballot guy? Because he almost seems like he is right now when you combine his postseason career. So let's say he's, mm. it's almost a no doubt and he finishes in the top 10 uh, of all-time second baseman according to uh, Jaws. Do you think he gets in on the first ballot or will voters kind of say, this is your slap on the wrist, you're going to get in, the, uh, in on the second ballot, similar to a uh, Roberto Alomar, who I think was punished a little bit for the incident where he spit on an ump. And then got it on a second ballot without any issue.
1: First of all, that's that's such a crazy thing. I know that that like actually kind of disgraces the game, spitting on an umpire more than unfounded rumors about you cheating or at least. Okay. Like, Wait, I'll say this on un, like. it un- might be fair. Un- unconfirmed, unconfirmed. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's unconfirmed. Fair, no. you know I, I mean? have no. I have not
0: taken issue with your word choice. Right, it, that's okay. It, that's
1: fine. It's kind of like the whole steroid scandal, right? I mean, like yeah, I get. There's a lot of bad evidence against a lot of those guys, but you know, I have everyone to, was doing like, it. I was like, show me the test they took that came up. Everyone like, was show cheating. me the confirmation yeah. just that they were doing something that was currently illegal in the sport. Uh, I think that he's always going to have that going against him. And I think everybody on that team is going to have that going against them. Uh, everybody involved with that Astros team. But the right. other thing about Altuve is he's not a great defender. Right, like as much as you think he is, he has a negative thirteen. He has negative thirteen defensive run save this year for the season. He was yeah. he was one of the worst defenders in that he's category. Got no, he doesn't have much range. He yeah, his he strides have much range. aren't long. Yeah, when he dives, it's <laughs> oh, not long. Oh, now you're just now we're just attacking. <laughs> Don't man's stride size. shame
0: Jacob. This for anyone incredible. doesn't know, Jacob Jacob's is
1: incredibly tall.
0: He's six foot fourteen. And, and not many people know played that about him. A
1: single day in the, in the NBA, not one day in the NBA. Tell me so, I'm wrong.
0: You're not. You're not. Um, He doesn't
1: cover much ground. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is it because he's close to the ground? Wow. Jacob, stop stride shaming.
1: Not cool. He's a diminutive man. He makes more
2: money than I do. He's fine. He's
1: going to make more money than you for the rest of his life. He makes
0: more money than all of us
1: multiplied. Yeah.
0: Multiply.
1: I hate that he by, by at least hundred. Yeah. yeah, like like what you make times what I make times what he makes still makes more. But uh yeah, I, yeah he's he's an incredible baseball player. And his postseason resume, the amount of championships that he might have uh, accumulated by the time his career is done, right. might speak volumes for him being, you know, a a clutch postseason <clears throat> performer. Right. So that's that is something different. I feel like right. obviously his right. home run the other day was one of the most memorable home runs in Astros history. Big comeback Uh, homer. Right. And, I mean, obviously, he constantly does that for this team. It's just numbers don't look great. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know because you pair that with the fact that people are always going to have that – cloud over him of the cheating scandal yeah you know he might be a second ballot home hall of famer but he'll get in he'll i, I think he'll deserve it by the time all of a sudden will. i just i don't really care about that stuff honestly the first ballot second ballot third like it's so weird to me that at times they want to like punish guys for this reason or that reason like look man if if, if he deserves it and his career validates him being mm-hmm. in the hall Let's put them in the hall. This is a sport that chew, yeah, chews up and spits out so many players over the course of of their careers. And so many of them end up being league, a, league average or lesser than that. So, like, let's celebrate the guys that deserve being celebrated. To
0: to to put that in into uh, maybe not a better context, but just in a different context, Yogi Berra and Joe DiMaggio, we think of all-time greats they didn't even get in on their first ballot. Like, that's yeah. crazy, but yeah. uh, I think, I think yeah, a lot of the hatred for the Astros, I get it, but... It's not uh, going y- away. Yeah, you have to chill, I think, a little bit with it. And if you need to chill... In, in Denver. You got to go to Kind Love, uh, official partner of DNVR. Support a local brand. Look, they're one of the first dispensaries in all of Colorado established in 2010. They are known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Their flower and their turbo joints are sold in more than 100 stores around the state. It's amazing because they got like this little toothpick and you could put it in your joint. You could crush it up, put it in a bowl, you put it in a cigarette if you really wanted to give it that kind of infusion. And it's like, it's just magical. It's just wonderful. Turbo Core and the Turbo Joint, they're amazing. You can actually go down and uh, take a look for yourself down at Cherry Creek or North Denver, one of their stores in person. You mentioned DNVR and you receive a DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love Flower pre rolls in their Turbo Joint line. Visit their website at KindLove.com for their full exclusive menu and online ordering because right now, DNVR, it now works for deliveries as well. Foco makes some wonderful deliveries. Normally, on this set here in Phoenix, we have all kinds of Diamondback stuff. We we put yeah. that away. Oh, yeah. We kept it away. But those are all bobbleheads from FOCO. I and wanted
1: to fight them over it.
0: I limited just, edition ones, too. They're they they're really nice. Like, it's one of those things where even if you saw a bobblehead, I guess maybe from any team other than the Dodgers, you'd be like, ooh, I don't like that team. I might not like the player. But you have to respect the artistry of the bobbleheads that they
1: sell on FOCO. Can I say this? I There's nothing I hate more than remembering the day that I stood in the sweltering sun for two hours prior to doors opening so that I could get a Luis Gonzalez bobblehead just to see that same bobblehead for 99 cents at Goodwill. No, oh. it's heartbreaking. I yeah. saw it there. Poor little guy. He looks so lonely sitting on this stupid shelf by himself. <laughs> right? Right. You're never going to do that with a FOCO. It's true. FOCO is one out of 85, one out of 50, one out of 25, limited edition, tiny pieces of artwork. You don't have to stand outside to get it either. You're probably never going to see another one in person besides the one you get, to be honest, unless you know other bobblehead collectors Mm -hmm. and you guys get together for like a meeting or something. It's true. Yeah.
0: And they got overalls too. They've got tons (sighs) of caps, tons of different styles of that. Overalls. Polos, bags. Uh, It's amazing. Go to FOCO.com and for all non-presale items, you get 10% off. When you mention us, when you use us as your code DNVR, let's get to game six tonight. Phillies, Diamondbacks Phillies are up three, two after, uh, well, after two really good games, game four started basically with, with, uh, Gabriel Moreno continuing to be in clutch and ending with Cattell Marte with the walk off first walk off. In uh, this this entire postseason, first walk off for the Diamondbacks franchise. Oh yeah, Luis Gonzalez, a little bloop single off the great one hundred percent vote getting Hall of Famer Mariano Rivera to win the two thousand one World Series. Now I got the how Phoenix old, guys smiling. How
1: old were you? I out was f- four. You were four. No oh, memories. I have zero None. memories of adorable. that World Series. When you he were was, talking about getting thrown up in the air by somebody uh, during the Derek, when you were talking sure. about the Luis Gonzalez
0: bobblehead, Jacob over there was going, "Who who is that? Who? Is that somebody?" I Luis should know Gonzalez.
2: at least I know what happened I've yeah. seen all the videos the Rocky but, second but it's basing? not even but the crazy thing is like the craziest thing for me about that whole situation is that Gonzo's hit is not even rated the most clutch hit of that inning correct mm. wasn't it the Tony, Womack Tony double
1: yeah Tony Womack
2: Womack sure. doubling down mm-hmm. the line is is ranked as one of the top 10 most clutch yeah. hits in He he has no credit for that. (laughs) Another another
0: Rockies legend besides Luis A. Gonzalez and Tony Womack. I like that. No, this is this is we're making this into a Rocky show. We're trying. I mean, it should be because it is. Of course, Uh, allegedly, Brandon fought in Game Four. Wow, five and two thirds scoreless innings pitch. He's now officially a dude. He's a dude. He was a guy. Now he's a dude. Nine strikeouts, a, a postseason total that only Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson have ever accomplished in the postseason for the Diamondbacks. Those are
1: some pretty good players to be compared to. Uh, also, there was a comparison with Brandon Webb also thrown in there. So when those like are the that. four names or those are the three other names that you're being compared to, uh, you can't hate that. He's also the first player in postseason history to put up zero earned runs and zero walks in consecutive back-to-back starts. So he would hypothetically wow. be going in Game 7 in – I mean, every one of these yeah. games is the biggest game of their wow. careers. And that goes for Merrill big Kelly. Game it goes Brandon. for Zach Allen, Big game Brandon in game <laughs> seven. I mean, I, I don't know. That's yeah, I, I think the Diamondbacks obviously need to take this thing one inning at a time. Uh, the keys to the victory. I have three keys to victory. Um, a big part of that. Uh, the first key is to walk Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Um, the second key in this next at bat is to also walk Kyle Schwarber. Uh, and then in his third at bat, uh, the third key to the game. To walk Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I know I, I know you see a pattern going on here. I don't know what the hell to do here because these guys yeah. just seem unstoppable. Schwarber in the series seems unstoppable. The, the thing that truly worries me is that in some of the wins the Diamondbacks even had, there were several fly balls that were hit to the warning track that the announcers had to lovingly remind us would have been. Uh, home runs at Citizens Bank Park so I mean honestly if I'm I'm being honest things don't look good for the Diamondbacks and and they're going to really need to play their absolute best (laughs) baseball tonight which they're capable of Merrill Kelly is capable of going out there and throwing a complete game shutout Mm -hmm. but it's you know you you have the fact that I'm sure those fans are replaying the comments he made again and I'm sure they're getting themselves amped up uh, and I'm sure they've researched his junior college and the colleges that he's went to, so they can really <laughs> hit him deep. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's going to be such a difficult uh, atmosphere to play in. Aaron Nola has been incredible, and the Diamondbacks' offense really needs to figure out some way to generate runs, even if it's relating or, or relying mm-hmm. on you know creating manufacturing runs in some way. You yes. with their legs. Tori
2: said they were going to be uber aggressive today. <laughs> They he already, he already came out and said that they're gonna, they're gonna try and take bases. They're gonna do whatever they got.
0: They, they're gonna need to. They're gonna need to change it up. Yeah, they can be uber aggressive. And when you do that, you're gonna give yourself a little bit of a lift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Going back to Schwarber, uh, he hit his 20th postseason home run of his career in that game five. He's actually tied with Bryce Harper for the most postseason home runs in Phillies franchise history with 11, which means sorry, Jason Worth, and your dominant 2009 postseason that got you a. Huge deal from the Washington Nationals. Sorry, Rob McElhaney's favorite player, Chase Udley. And sorry to uh one of my wife's favorite players and former Albuquerque Ice Dope, Ryan Howard, all you three with your just piddly 10 home runs in the postseason. Yeah. It's Schwarber
1: and Harper. Nobody cares all about time. you anymore. Nobody. It's amazing. Except Christian Walker. He's still credited uh watching Ryan Howard for a big reason why we're watching him today. Yeah. The
0: uh you know it's interesting because there there were a lot of people. Um some even Kind of in and around the Rockies uh, community, uh, inside the Rockies community, inside the Rockies organization, dare I say. But they were kind of kicking the tires on Kyle Schwarber last uh, two two off seasons ago before they signed Chris Bryant. Like, hey, who's the best fit for this team to help, you know, kind of transition things along? And Kyle Schwarber was kind of pointing out, like, man, he would be the perfect guy. He would hit
1: 150 home runs a year
0: at Coors Field, and he would not allow the team to lose. Like, he's, he's one of those guys where he needs to win. And again, there are plenty of guys that are out there that, hey, I need to win. And they're, you know, you, you can't just force your team to be better than they are, but you don't stand for losing. Um, and you know, some players will stay away from a, of certain franchises because they don't have confidence in them. So no matter how much money you throw at them, they're not going to take it. And then other, you know, and certain teams maybe want to avoid those kind of players just because, hey, we do our business a certain way and we're not really looking to change things and, and maybe become better uh, and look in the mirror at, at how we are. And so I think that might be one of the reasons why the Rockies and Kyle Schwarber really never Connected and, and created a union.
1: <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really think with the Rockies, what it comes down to, it is trying to uh, appeal maybe to some of those players, you know, and and, and uh, bring them over for the right reasons. And I don't, I don't know the whole idea of like, hey, this guy is a bad clubhouse guy or whatever. We don't really know if some of that stuff's true at times. That's, like yeah, that's right. to- Tommy, that was said about Tommy fam. And honestly, when he joined this team not only did he quickly become a huge part of like mentoring the younger players on the diamondbacks and when mentoring, I mean giving them a huge amount of crap, uh, so that, you know, they, they like it did it, it just motivating them and, and right. just being fun and, and kind of being that kind of, uh, that, that uncle that talks trash to you. Right. But Tommy fam has been nothing but positively received in the diamondbacks clubhouse, despite everything else that at times people have said about him. So, You know, I don't know if that other stuff is true or not, but I know that uh, his teammates speak very highly of him, and I know that he probably has been a big reason why that they made this surge late. I mean, his experience, guys like you know Evan Longoria, being able to like share their wisdom with these younger guys and and have them, you know, have them feed off of it and and use it in a postseason like this is invaluable. Like you pay them for their on field stuff, but that stuff is like. That's that's the extra bonus, especially when it's probably very well received during a time like this. Maybe not so much at times during a one hundred sixty two game regular season. But, you know, when you're in the postseason, you're going to be looking for guys that have been around the league and have been here before for that kind of advice, right?
0: And sometimes you have to work with those kind of players and say, eh, they're not a finished product yet and maybe they can be a headache in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. But you you work at, with those guys and you don't just toss them to the side or say, I, no, this isn't compatible. It's like, no, they provide something on the field and we'll work with them off the field, especially if you have a really good clubhouse. Like Rockies have one of those right now. And so that I would probably increase the likelihood of yeah. you know bringing in someone... Not that's a malcontent, but someone that you go, uh, there's been some stories floating around there. But how much of that is true? And hey, in this clubhouse, are they going to have those same kind of issues? Maybe not. Well, then maybe we need to take a flyer on that guy.
1: I will say that something that everybody can do a little bit more in life is realize that people can change. And sometimes your belief in someone can help aid that change. That's especially big for an athlete when it comes to an organization or a franchise, you know, expressing their belief in that player and that they can... Not maybe not change, but that they feel like they can be an asset to this organization, and that you know, uh, you you sometimes have those conversations with them about what you would expect out of them or want out of them in the clubhouse, and maybe that changes their view. Maybe that's why Tommy Pham is being received the way he is in the Diamondbacks clubhouse, you know, versus some of some of the way he's perceived out, uh, you know, pre- previously to that. Uh, and I know a lot of it is just that funny story about him slapping Jock Peterson, which is hilarious, and you know, th- no one's ever going to not you know bring that up when you bring tommy Pham up right but uh kyle Schwarber had the uh, most negative defensive run saved in all of baseball at minus 21 so technically by the stats he was the worst defender uh in baseball and that's a better reason to not pay him a whole bunch of money uh, on a sure. team like the rockies that kind of have a lot more that they need besides just a slugger that's going to hit a bunch of home runs right i mean the, the Phillies, he's a good fit there because he serves his role and they've also got another guy. They, they have other guys that, you know, do the things that he doesn't do well. You know, they, they put him in the outfield every once in a while, but reluctantly, you know, for the most part. And, uh, you know, he's been excellent at the top of the lineup for them because they just have that threat immediately that you have to either deal with pitching to one of the best sluggers, not hitters, sluggers, you know, in the league or walking him, you know, but mm-hmm. he also has a terrible batting average, and of course, that's just during the regular season. Now, in the postseason, he's just a whole an incredible world. hitter. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a whole new world there. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a whole new world for us, too, down at the DNVR bar in the corner of Colfax, New York, because we've we got the that. watch parties. It's watch party there. season nuggets, avs, going on Uh, All week long now, you know, we got the the big opener on Tuesday night, Nuggets, Lakers, NBA World descending upon Denver. Uh, We also have a cool event on Saturday with the Be A Good Person brand. Uh, We got a a cool little get together, the official shirt release party. We'll have the shirt there at 4 p.m. Denver time. Shirts are going to be available. You wear the shirt, you actually get a free drink. All kinds of raffle proceeds going to the Volo Kids Foundation. And we got the takeovers for the Nuggets uh, on November 4th. Next one coming up against Chicago Battle of DNVR versus CHGO Club Level Seats. December 16th against OKC. A couple more of those as well for the Nuggets. And then don't forget there's some Avs takeovers as well. December 9th against the Flyers. DNVR versus PHLY. January 26th against the Kings on Pride Night. So a lot of big things going off diehards. You know, you get... Twenty percent off uh, all of that stuff over at DNVR Locker. It's fantastic. A new shirt each and every year, and at the bar, fifteen percent off food and drink. That's incredible. That's kind of that's that might be the best one. I'm gonna
1: flash my diehard card for a PHNX around there. See if that works over there. It might not, but just like do
0: the math, and you're like, all right, if I go and I'm
1: at all of these watch parties,
0: this many drinks, I'm grabbing a meal. You're like. All my I like my
1: membership's free. It pays for itself. Yeah. It really does. And I know that's a selling point we make, but we're just it's not. It's really just facts. We just deliver facts on these shows. <laughs> we're baseball guys.
0: Al Thomas Clutch pinch hit home run there in Game 4. Hit one again in Game 5. Now he has a pair of back-to-back homer games. No Diamondback had ever done that before. Most home runs in Diamondbacks history, a 23-year-old
1: Alec Thomas. I can't believe it. I mean, and obviously this is something that uh, we have wanted to see out of Alec Thomas. We knew we could see, Mm -hmm. but he struggled at the plate a lot. There was a lot of, you know, soft lineouts to the right side that you'll see from him. And, you know, of course— Uh, there was a lot of impatience you know and now he has under his belt one of the most epic at bats ever with his 14 pitch at bat that ended in a home run during the postseason (sighs) right like see the 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 longest at bat in diamondbacks history that ended in a home run that patience that maturity is what's what makes these guys you know go from that hitter that's struggling at times to the guy that's now the hero in the postseason and you know, again, there is so much good when it comes to Alec Thomas. You know, he's he's got speed. He's an incredible defender. Center field doesn't even look the same at Chase Field without him out there, right? Mm-hmm. Any other guy that plays it just somehow looks lost at times compared to how comfortable Thomas looks out there. So you, you want him in the lineup no matter what as a great defender. But at times his bat during the regular season did feel a bit like it was costing you, you know, opportunities, especially – you know, uh, when, when he, when he went on a stretch of, Oh, for the world, it felt like, right. But, uh, he's just been awesome. And I mean, again, these are the kind of, this is the kind of experience that a young player, like Alec Thomas gets in this postseason that can transform him, uh, and get him to that next level from where he was to where, you know, we all believe he can be. Do you think he's the biggest surprise this postseason? Uh, I mean, you guys have, have and me because I'm
0: I'm now a part of the family here. You are a yes, absolutely <laughs> on these post game yeah. and pre game shows, but that'll be one of those conversations highlighting you know the the best memorable <sighs> moments or the most clutch plays. Yeah, uh, like but who's been the who do you think has been the biggest surprise? Is it Alec Thomas? Is it Gabriel Moreno? This
1: postseason Ple- pleasant surprise, I would say Alec Thomas for sure. I think Gabriel Moreno we kind of already knew true based yeah. on the numbers during the season about how much his presence in the lineup impacted the Diamondbacks ability to win ballgames. But he's still
0: been like better than that. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's in the conversation, but you're right.
1: It's because these guys are young and that's the beautiful part about it is that this is the first postseason for so many of the players on this team and the ones that are emerging. Brandon fought, you know, uh, Alec Thomas, uh, even Corbin Carroll. He has, he has struggled this series. He has not had a good series, but Corbin Carroll has been instrumental during the playoffs to the Diamondbacks making it to the NLCS. So, Having these young guys be as good as they have been and and to gain this experience in their career is invaluable because these are guys that are under team contract for years to come. So it's like, there's one thing to be ahead of schedule. There's one thing for you to build on your confidence by, okay, you had a winning season. Check. You had uh, you made the playoffs. Check. You want a playoff series. Awesome. Check. Wait, you're winning big playoff series against yeah. major division rivals that you shouldn't be beating. Check, check, check. Right. So like now they're here at this point where we've kind of gone past the it's nice to be here point, and now we are in the range of we want to be in the World Series, we want to win the series, right? So, but it's still just this amazing, I guess you know, side effect of this run is that these guys are now they 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 are not going to need the experience provided to them by Evan Longoria's and Tommy Pham's because they have this experience now of this postseason run. They'll also have the hunger of wanting to be back here is that going to translate over to success next season there's no way to tell right because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you see baseball teams that are close and you're like all right they should be badasses next year and then they're not right so you know the i think the big thing here is to not overcorrect and to really address a lot of the glaring holes that the diamondbacks have on their roster right now third base is a big issue for them starting pitching a huge issue Uh, and honestly i mean there's there's Something you'd say about depth and maybe a DH that's the guy that like is like Kyle Schwarber, who, by the way, has a one point eight nine eight OPS in this series. Wow. It's disgusting. Wow. Four twelve average right now.
0: I think maybe I don't know if surprise is the word, but if you're talking about overachievers, which could sound negative because, you say, you know, I I, I didn't expect much from you. No, it's just, hey, we have a certain expectation and you've you've risen above that. You might even throw manager Tori Lavello in that. Yeah. And, and I bring him up yeah. partially because he did have a really good quote uh, about, you know, game six and going back to Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park, a place that Phillies have been so dominant. Like that's another one of these elements you say winning tonight is, is or this afternoon is, is going to be so difficult because of Citizens Bank Park. But Tori said, quote, we didn't come across the country to get our ass kicked. That's a, that's a quote. That's a quote from a manager right there. It's pretty good. Can we? Where, can you point me to the nearest brick wall?
1: I'm ready. behind you, sir. I'm ready to run <laughs> through it. I'm gonna run through it.
0: Tori's the guy, man. He's getting a lot out of these players: Aaron Nola, Merrill Kelly. This afternoon uh, at Citizens Bank Park. I mean, yeah. it's it's it'll be interesting to see if if they can pull it off, and if we get a pair <sighs> of Game Sevens. This uh, we actually haven't had a uh, League Championship Series game or series, go to seven games since 2020 when actually both of those things happen. And we've never, in in either of our lifetimes, have even seen, let alone been alive, for a World Series rematch. So I might be getting ahead of things just a little bit, but if it's Phillies-Astros, it'll actually be the first World Series rematch since the 1977-78 World wow. Series Yankees-Dodgers. Wow. That's yeah, that's kind of wild. That's kind of wild to that, think that, about that. That
1: scene, like, especially when you look at the teams that have won the World Series over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of repeats, you know, or, yeah. or at least, uh, excuse me, when I say that, I mean uh, representatives from the NL and the AL. There right. are a lot of repeats. In fact, the Rockies are I think are one of the only teams in there that aren't represented more than one year of making it to the World Series and in, in all mm-hmm. the representatives because so many of the teams have made it here more than once. And should the Diamondbacks do it, they would also be one of the only ones on that list that have done it one time.
0: Yeah, it's kind of parody. I, I remember years ago. I think when Bud Selig was still the commissioner, he he tried calling you know with the wild card uh, being implemented something called compression of like because so there there is a parody in baseball, not not truly, but there is this compression where there is a few teams at the bottom that almost have no chance, few teams at the top that maybe you can you know rely upon getting into the postseason. Even still, not really. It's just the 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 twentieth best team and the fourth best team going into each season. You could flip those, too. Like, you just never—you could even say about 1st and 20th. There are plenty of those, you know, seasons that had that. We didn't get the Yankees in the postseason at all this year, and that was something that everyone was expecting. Yep, that's guaranteed. It doesn't happen. So uh, that's that's what's wonderful about baseball.
1: Diamondbacks kind of followed in the Phillies' footsteps here, which was just got to make the postseason. And it's you true. never know what could happen. I know there's a lot of talk about people that have said, do the Diamondbacks deserve to be here in this series, especially the way that the Phillies have beat them in two out of the three wins that they have. I I, I can't laugh at that enough because, you know, don't discredit Philly. They're an incredible team. And mm-hmm. if they win this series, they're the better team. They deserve it, right? But don't say the Diamondbacks don't deserve to be here because this team absolutely won their way here. It wasn't fluke wins. It was pretty significant wins along the way, not losing a single game up until the NLCS. So this team should be very proud of what they've done. And there should not be a talk just because they were the final, you know, wild card team. There's right. been, there, because there's a lot of, I guess, a lot of ways to discredit them. And there were a lot of talk about how they didn't win that fi- any games in that final series against the Astros of the year that essentially they needed to win in order to clinch their own way end of the postseason that required a reds loss for them to get here but this is baseball man i don't give a damn how you get here if you can get to the postseason somehow after a 162 game season and then make some noise once you're here not go not go away quiet you know not get swept in the first wild card round by the brewers then you know you you can't have anybody questioning if this team deserves to be where they're at
0: there's sort of a difference between saying are they the second best team in the national league or one of the top two no.
1: Yeah. But do they deserve? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because yeah. this is how the post is set up. Point. Like, yeah. there, there's I, a difference de- between those things. I wouldn't say that. Even though they're here, I wouldn't say that. They are one of the two final teams in the National League standing, and that's absolutely the truth. But there are teams that, on paper, roster-wise, there's there's things that impacted them. And I said that about mm-hmm. the Dodgers series. I felt people were giving them way too much credit going into that series against the Diamondbacks because I felt like they weren't the same team that won 100 you know games during the regular season Mm -hmm. they were there's a lot of things that happen when you get through that marathon of a season where you've lost players due to injury guys are worn down or whatever the case may be in some cases with the dodgers they literally lost their starting their 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 top starting pitcher due to you know actions of his own doing Mm -hmm. you know terrible actions of his own doing that that he's no longer on the roster but like there are factors that impact a playoff run at times and the diamondbacks have had a couple of things kind of go their way, including that, including Brandon Woodruff, you know, being injured in that series when right. they faced the Brewers. But sure. that still doesn't mean they don't deserve to be here because they absolutely won the games they needed to. And they've beat the Phillies team here uh, in two out of the five games that they've played. So I, I think that that talk is, is not necessarily uh, a little respect. Yeah.
0: Show a little respect. Yeah. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, <laughs> this uh, interesting story here, um, so, would you like to own a piece of Mickey Mantle's home, childhood home? Now you can. Fa- look, fans that love Mickey Mantle, how those many, baby how boomers. How many
1: square feet are we talking?
0: Those baby boomers, <laughs> not very many. So, there's a company that purchased his house, mm-hmm. and they're going to be selling Monsters. seven dollar fitting seven dollar shares, forty seven thousand seven dollar shares of his home. I think it goes You're on a sale. Shareholder in his this house. Week. Well, then what? you can decide basically like, do you, do we want to make it a museum? What do we want to do? Do we want to like break it down and then put a chip of the front door on a baseball card, which I'm sure is going to be a part of the conversation. Do I have to be on a zoom call with 47,000 other people? I mean, hopefully you get a couple shares and it whittles oh, it down man, a little bit. That's,
1: I don't want that at all. But this is that unlike anything that's I've terrible. ever heard of. That's awful. I mean, I know that this happens with real estate market. I used to work in the real estate market, but I know there's like companies that buy, you know, homes. I know there's companies that buy, you know, historical landmarks and they turn them into like a museum or something. And, you know. I, I get it. It's but Commerce
0: this, Oklahoma. So it's in the kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's just gross. a little neighborhood. It's just a corner lot. It's yeah. not that big. It's not like you can go, oh, well, maybe we could kind of do like a field of dreams type situation. You couldn't even feel like a wiffle ball field no,
1: I mean, in the I just, backyard. I don't want this. Uh, I don't I, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like <laughs> it's kind of crazy, it huh? It is. I mean, I get it though. Like stuff like this happens. I mean, chewing gum sells on eBay for whatever, right? Like it we does? saw that crap, right? So I mean I, I don't know. I just think that sometimes we go too far with uh, with things. I think cross the line into you know the the personal lives of these players and such. You know, especially once they are like no longer around, we start thinking of them as like just sure. this legendary. You know, it reminds me of your youth, like your tall, childhood, tall tale. You know, almost right. Yeah, but I don't know. That seems
0: kind of gross. Do you, to me. Is there is there a, a memorabilia item that you can remember of? Like that's a bit too much. Like I know. I know people will have like checks or like old contracts that were signed yeah. by famous people. Like, See, I like, think that's, that's kind of cool. No, I no that is I, I that think is
1: kind of, cool. but that is yeah. like an
0: outside the box thing of memorabilia. But you go, yeah. oh, that's but that's fine. That's not
1: yeah. that crazy. Um, I brought home a piece of glass from a pro wrestling match uh, just because. I needed a mem I needed a memorabilia from that. Was match. it clear or did it have a substance on it? It might have had a substance uh, on it. It might have had DNA? some of Shane Strickland's blood. Oh, or Maybe it was A.R. Fox's blood. What I don't a know. Swerve. But it, was, what a uh, that it was, was a Lucha Underground show that I went to one time a taping of that. But uh no, I know there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff out there. I think uh 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 t- YouTube celebrity sold her bathwater. Uh, that's where I think we're starting to cross the line, right? I mean, I do
0: remember hearing something yeah. about that. I mean, uh, yes. you're
1: you're gross on both ends of that as the person selling it and the person buying it. And that's. You're not going to change my mind on that one.
0: Do you? Do you? uh Would you ever want to own like a cork from a celebration inside of a clubhouse when a team wins a big game? I
1: do own. Several, you do. I do own several corks. Oh, okay. In How about fact, that? You I know? have a collection of corks from celebrations at Chase Field. Right. Uh, and you might have provided one of them to me. I, allegedly, I don't. Might know. have. Right. That might, might be. Have. Yeah. We, I, we that never might know. might be a criminal act. I don't know <laughs> if you're allowed to steal those, but. I also have some bubble gum from the field from the uh, the wild card the win field year. like someone well because they it they out? dumped uh, they dumped like oh, bubble, that bubble double gum. Yum okay. on on someone there and there were an... there were some trampled pieces on the ground that they were just going to go in the trash trampled anyway, sign so they ended up in I wasn't sure if box. it was an
0: ABC situation yeah. we don't want some already been chewed gum no no it was not that.
1: already been chewed gum but uh, I did get sprayed with champagne significantly so my uh, my playoff badge is like the the ink bled on it yeah so it only adds to the coolness of all of those memorabilia but I mean I I like like that kind of stuff and I think I think people need to worry more about having memories keeping memories from things you attended you know oh sure like don't own a piece of Mickey Mantle's house you know like (laughs) own a piece of your own childhood or whatever like that's that's what's more important and I think especially having little I have stupid things like confetti from you know Again, another pro wrestling event, Kenny Omega winning the U.S. title, and New Japan pro wrestling, Uh, all sorts of all sorts of wrestling stuff that I have. But, yeah, like mostly it's because I had great times with my friends and I just wanted to kind of have, you know, some memories of that. But I mean, again, I don't want someone else's memories.
0: Yeah. No, I think, that, I think that's cool. Uh, you're the king of cool. You're the mayor of PHNX Sports. Go ahead and plug away. Let folks know where uh, they can find all your good stuff. Well, at.
1: you and me are going to be doing a show in like one hour pregame before the Diamondbacks take on the Phillies here at 2.07 <laughs> p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'm ready but to get hurt, Derek. Can, what's that? I'm ready to get hurt. Oh, don't hurt me again, <laughs> baby. Please don't hurt me again. Uh, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. And our show is at PHNX underscore d So make sure to follow us there uh, and join us for our pregame show in a little bit. We'll be talking talking more about this Diamondbacks team and how much I don't believe in their chances.
0: At DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lions is where I'm at on Twitter. Tons of fun, Derek. Appreciate you uh, jumping on again and, and giving us that little bit of Montia momentum. But unfortunately, it can only go so far. But that's okay because we're making our own momentum. Tune back in tomorrow. Susie's got her show. Remember, on Monday, Wednesday, she's got the rest of the days of the week. It's going to be gonna miss right here. I'm so
1: much. I'm not letting him go back. You, he's buddy. not going to be back. We're, we're keeping you here.
0: Just re-watch all the YouTube. <laughs> Just give more views to those thousands and yeah. thousands of views on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, relive it all. And uh, make sure you're tuning in tomorrow right here on the DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.
2: We all like the mayor.